0: Hello, I'm Marla Gedia
1: And I'm Angus McGruthah.
0: Welcome to the very first episode of Ausländer.
1: This podcast is us having conversations with a bunch of creative Australians living and working in Berlin.
0: There are many Australians living in Berlin. Berlin is the type of city that attracts a lot of creative people, mainly because it's cheap to live in, and uh, pretty much anything goes here. So people come here to follow their dreams, make um, a reality of their craft, and generally have a good time.
1: Yeah. Um, We came to Berlin a number of years ago. We met through a mutual friend. We're both actors, and uh, when I arrived, I... Didn't really know anybody, and I was introduced to Marla, and um, soon after we kind of.
0: Yeah, we worked together. We didn't worked we? together.
1: We worked together on a f- on
0: a. <laughs> on a feature film. <laughs> a
1: feature film, <laughs> my very first feature film, which was a low budget. Um, it was a sci-fi, sci-fi thing. Yeah. Shot on a green screen in a warehouse, and it was a
0: super fun job. It was just. Um, It was super fun because we were working together Mm. and we even auditioned together and we pretended we didn't know each other so that they would be wowed by our chemistry,
1: (laughs) which I don't know if there was any.
0: Yeah. And we didn't end up getting the exact roles that we cast for, but um, we were working together. So that was pretty cool.
1: And in the years since then, we've obviously become close friends. We're both from Sydney. We've both lived in Berlin, more or less the same amount of time yeah 10 years nine years yeah and in that time there have been many Australians that have come over that we've met and um, so the idea for a podcast came when we thought we know so many people that should meet each other and if they can't meet each other they should at least hear about each other and and then let's share that with other people because there is an influx happening and exactly and why not create a platform for people to hear what is possible in Berlin.
0: Exactly. So if you're sitting in Australia or anywhere else in the world and you're an Aussie and you're thinking about coming to Berlin, then this podcast might be useful to you to find um, inspiration and ideas from people who've already done it and how to really realize your dreams and, and get projects off the ground.
1: And what's interesting is that you can see people come to Berlin, whether it's long-term or short-term, achieve something that um, maybe they couldn't have achieved in Australia or somewhere else. Um, you know, look at musicians who are able to come here and find inspiration for songwriting or... Or get
0: cheap studio cheap, space. Yeah,
1: that's it. And And people are able to really, even in a very short amount of time, invest much more energy into whatever creative field they are pursuing um, where maybe that would have taken a little longer or a little more money or um, yeah, a little effort. more effort yeah, yeah. And, so the yeah. type
0: of people that you're going to hear from are actors like us filmmakers I'm also a filmmaker um, we have um, we have comedians and dancers singer-songwriters meditation artists um we what else what else we're, we we've
1: got uh, our our first guest will be Francis hill next in the next episode uh who is the director of the australian film festival which is happening right now so um
0: so tune into that episode that's, yeah. that's really useful we're also going to be interviewing um You know, visual artists, photographers.
1: um. Yeah, and and actually, if you have anyone that you know who is doing something interesting in Berlin, let us know. And um, we want to keep these episodes continuing as long as we can.
0: And build our tribe of of Aussies living in Berlin.
1: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you. Okay. (laughs) You came to Berlin
0: in 2007 yeah. so ten years ago now okay um, and I came over because my partner at the time was German and we um, we decided for Berlin he was um, he, he works in the startup world and I thought for me as an artist Berlin's the place to be um, at that time I didn't speak any German so I spent the first 18 months of my time here, really getting the language under my belt. Mm. Um, it was easy to do because, for my visa requirements, I needed to do that anyway. And if I'd passed the B1 exam, so the level B1 exam and I passed, then I would get half the money back that I'd, um, that
1: you pay for the course. Exactly. Ah, wow! Okay. So
0: that was a really good incentive. And plus I, I really wanted to learn German because it would open so many more doors. Yeah. And soon after that, I started doing voice recordings. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: so did you, did you, when you came, did you know that there would be acting opportunities or anything, or did you just kind of come here with an open mind thinking, well, I'm open to anything?
0: No, I, I, I had Googled, um, so for example, I knew that there was the English theater Berlin yeah, and I knew that there was platypus theater, um, which is the Australian German theater company, that and they do, um, theater for, um, for education
1: in English, in
0: English and, and sometimes in German. And so I'd actually spoken to Peter Scolin, who's, who's the Aussie guy who leads that. And actually, we,
1: we we should get him on. We will get him on. Yeah. Yeah. we'll,
0: We'll have an episode with Peter. He's a cool, cool bloke. Um, and so, he was a, a first point of contact. I actually didn't end up working with them until years later, but I'd I'd known about them and they'd known about me. Um, and I my first job was at the English Theatre Berlin. So I did a independent play. I think I answered an ad on Craigslist at that time. That's right. Craigslist I, was still quite big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't know much about Cree United, which was which is now where you would look for you know ind- independent jobs yeah. yeah so I did a a, a a new play and that was cool because I um, was playing one of the lead roles and I met a lot of people through that mm-hmm. and, um, and then through that made contacts and, and then yeah you know it's all about who you meet and who you know yeah. and then I got some voice over work
1: And it's interesting because usually one job kind of opens the door to the next because you're meeting new people. Yeah,
0: it doesn't generally happen in a timely fashion. Um, I remember also recording voice demos and sending it out to studios just from Google, finding all the studios that might need voices in an Australian accent, Indian accent, American accent, British accent, whatever I can do, and not hearing a thing for a whole year. And then the following year, things started to pick up. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I got a phone call, and then after doing that job, I got another one. So like I was then synchronizing stuff, like for film and like TV. dubbing, yeah, yeah. So doing dubbing because they dub everything here in Germany, TV and 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 cinema. So like one of my first jobs was dubbing for Eat, Pray, Love for the the cinema um, ah, film. Ah,
1: yeah. Which character?
0: I was playing the the little the little Indian girl that um that is that Julia Roberts' character meets in The Ashram.
1: Ah, right, yeah, the one scrubbing the floor. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay, yeah.
0: And um, I remember I was heavily pregnant at that time with my first kid and I had to play this 17-year-old girl. In fact, I think it was a day before I gave birth and the director was like, can you make your voice a bit younger? And I was feeling like this fat elephant and feeling really grounded. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, I really have to act here and and sort of channel my inner teenager (laughs) and somehow it works. So um, yeah, that was a really fun job.
1: And then after that, so you did a lot more dubbing, voiceover, Mm. Uh, you were working at Platypus Puss. Platypus Theater. I started yeah. doing
0: a play with them, and then I, I started my own little company called Marla's Playhouse. Ah, yeah. So what I decided um, to do was teach English and drama to little kids, mm-hmm. so like ages two to six, um, in Kitas, which are like nurseries here in Germany. Um, at first, what I did was I rented a space and um, and tried to attract you know, kids and and families to join up to my classes. And it was pretty hard because, you know, parents are pretty unreliable. Like if the weather's crap, Mm. they just won't show up. But I still had to pay for the rent of the space and X, Y, and Z. Um, But I did that for a couple of years and built up a rapport with a lot of the parents. And then I decided to just go straight to their kitas, their nurseries. And, And so I had no overheads by then. So I wouldn't have to pay for... The room space. I would just go to the kita. The kids are already there. And then I could charge actually a little bit higher. And that's what I've been doing on and off ever since, really. Um, So that's nice bread and butter money. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a high demand for kids uh, to learn English from a young age. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's really fun. I find it really fun.
1: And then I know that you went, so you had two kids, and then you spent a, a number of years kind of um focused on on them and now they're in they're in Keto and in school, yeah, so that opened up a space for you to jump back into exactly creative
0: yeah i yeah, I found that you know after the kids were a little bit more independent, I wanted to find re, re find or you know rediscover the artist within me, and um, it was easier said than done because i'd lo- I'd been out for quite some time mm. that I felt really underconfident yeah so I had to you know really look within myself and find the confidence of myself as an actor because I thought should I go back to classes like what should I do and mm. like so what I ended up doing was writing to a whole bunch of creative people that I I that inspire me within my friends group. And was sort of like, guys, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to jump back into it. I've been out for so long. Yeah. And I got such love and beautiful feedback. And, you know, people like, no way do you have to start from the beginning again. Like, build on, like, it's within you, you know. Mm. So, I started dabbling with writing. Um, and, yeah, I don't know how it happened. slowly, I, you know, I, I, I joined with an agency which you're also a part of, yeah, and then started to get small roles. And then I started writing, basically.
1: Yeah. So now we come to the point where you, (laughs) the filmmaker side... Yeah. yeah, So so I
0: got inspired by a story, um, by several stories that I encountered in 2015 with the influx of um, Syrian refugees coming into Berlin. And I made friends with a lot of these people who are still my friends and their stories inspired me and I wanted to give them a voice in mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a dear friend of mine from drama school. In, we went to drama school in London. She lives in New York. She's a, an American. Kate Holland, she's my director. So we co-wrote this script together. It's called No Monsters in Berlin. And then um, because the topic's so timely, we thought we'd better start Production, like either yeah. we make this film now or yeah. we don't make it at all. And um, somehow, you know, with crowdfunding, we got some money together. I, we, you know, I put in some of my own investments, and we made this beautiful short fifteen-minute film that seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah,
1: it's now how many festivals now? Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Yeah,
1: festivals around the world, mm. including. Um, well, it's not a festival, but including you had had screenings at the UN in Geneva and in New York.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And pretty surreal. Yeah.
1: And you, you went over to to LA when they had it at the what festival? At
0: the Newport it? Beach. Newport, yeah. Newport Beach Film Festival. And then we're in um, the Diversity at Cannes. At Cannes,
1: which you won. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's sort of, I mean, it's been a beautiful and surprising sort of journey with this mm. film. Um, I'm so grateful for everything that it's um, that it's brought to me and and now we're in the Sydney uh, in the Berlin down under film festival next week so there's a chance for you guys to see it if you like um but it's also inspired me to do more of this sort of work writing yeah. filmmaking this is where I want to focus my interest now and yeah. so we're now writing the feature film for this story. And um, yeah, let's see how mm. it goes.
1: So, do you? How do you feel? Berlin, being in Berlin, uh, fostered that whole process, that whole possibility.
0: Well, I don't think I could have made that film for the budget we had in Sydney. F- first of all, um, second of all, we, you know, this, the film was made with our Syrian friends and yeah. our and our um, newcomer friends from Pakistan, Afghanistan, and 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 other places. And as many Australians know, our um, refugee <laughs> refugee situation in Australia is very different to how Germany has opened their borders and their hearts. So I don't think I would have had the same...
1: Well, um, yeah, the same inspiration. Exactly. Not in that story. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But also in a practical sense with filmmaking, here you can find people who are willing to work on a small budget... And we, we paid our crew because um, I feel like people should be honored for, for their work. We couldn't pay them very much, but it was better than not being paid. Mm-hmm. And you find really good quality people. Yeah. And because Berlin's quite small, you know, all the locations were walking distance away or, or a bike ride away, um, we were able to find all our crew uh, through contacts. And it all happened really, really quickly. And I'm not sure if I could have done that in Sydney. I don't know. I've never tried it. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think I could have?
1: Um. I mean, I don't think this story maybe would have been the source of your inspiration to create yeah. the film because it's so specific to here. Mm. Um, but in terms of the filmmaking side, who knows? I mean, I've never, I've never made a film myself, yeah. so I, I, I can't really say. But I. I guess I could judge on the experience of seeing what people can achieve here on very little money, and because generally creatives are working with other creatives, there isn't this like having a, a full time job and then exactly. on the weekends let's do a film. It's like no, this is what we're doing Monday yeah. to Friday, weekends, evenings, whatever. Yeah. Um, so people that I guess are available to collaborate on creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, enough about me. Okay. What about you? So, <laughs> yeah. when you first came to Berlin, what was the extent of your acting experience?
1: Um, so, I came about two years after I finished acting school, mm-hmm. um, which I did at Wollongong Uni. Yeah. And I finished there in 2006. And then I came 2008 to Berlin. Yeah, end of I 2008. Remember. It was November, yeah. right? November, it was it pretty was cold when we finished. Beginning first of met. winter. Mm-hmm. And so, between finishing drama school and coming here, I had done a play in Sydney, I had done some commercials, um, the odd short film, but nothing, nothing super, Nothing like today, which nothing, we'll come to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then, what was your... What was your plan of attack when you first came to Berlin?
1: Well, I didn't come to Berlin thinking I was going to come here to do acting. I came here... all oh, right, um, Maybe partly out of frustration, out of boredom, wanting a change of scenery, change of pace from Sydney. Mm-hmm. And um, I was living in and out of home with my parents in Sydney. And um, I'd done German at high school and I had been to Germany on exchange. So the, the idea to come back to Germany at some point was already there. Yeah. Uh, And then I had heard about Berlin being this great, really cheap, creative city. Um, Why not try it out? And I'd never been to Berlin. So I came thinking I'll stay for a year. Yeah. And I traveled. I went through the States. I spent a month in New York. I went to New Zealand. Um, So I sort of made a little trip out of it. And then my last point was Berlin, which was going to be the the year. Okay. Um, And and
0: you had no idea then that you would be staying so long, did you?
1: No, no. Uh, But it was in that f- first few months. Like I met you. Mm-hmm. I met um, my agent. Now I had my first ever voiceover job. Um, and then you got
0: that travel job. Do you remember? Then
1: I did the travel show, which was
0: what was that? The Urail?
1: Rail. U Yeah, I, did, I got a job as a presenter on a um, uh, an online travel series. Yeah, so, which I was, remember that. That was, was really cool. Which was actually through you because you found the ad.
0: That's right. You I found, found it. Yeah, and you called um, me. Yeah, and then I helped you um, do your casting. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I had to make a video. You money, mate. Yeah, I get a cut of that. <laughs> but I... Yeah, and then I did that, which was like... I mean, who comes to Berlin and, and lands a job as a travel presenter? I like know. That's like
0: it was, the dream awesome. job. awesome, yeah.
1: So then... Um, but that was... Yeah, and then the first year I also did the, the film that we yeah. did. <laughs>
0: Our great film. Yeah. That's right. We did this... Um, Science fiction...
1: Spaghetti Western sort of...
0: Yeah. Very, very specific genre film. Yeah. Um All screen... All, yeah. all on green screen. All in green screen. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, fun, amazingly fun job. Yeah. Quite challenging. but And proactive. even
1: that, I was like, wow, like, who would have thought I would be doing this?
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And that was quite fun because we had no idea what we were looking at. We just had no. to really... um Use our imaginations as actors. Yeah. So that was that was fun. It was fun working with
1: you on that. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, out of anything, we had fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then also in that first year, I was going to, I was going to an acting school, which is the Actor Space, which is now the Actor Space, and that was the first year that Mike Bernardin, who started that, came from London, doing Meisner technique Technique there, Mm -hmm. which I'd wanted to do for a while and and never done it, and then found this place in Berlin.
0: And is that pretty? Friendly to people who don't speak German.
1: Well, I mean, my German was okay at the time, but it was very mixed. We had a we had a, another girl from Canada who was there who spoke okay German.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But that was kind of the beginning of me. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of learning how to I don't know act in German, but use use the language that I was learning mm-hmm. and co- combining that with my acting.
0: Yeah, which is a challenge, isn't yeah. it? To but act I- in another another language fluidly
1: and that was the first experiment of yeah doing scene work in another language another language but then also that brought another element to the craft as well Mm -hmm. of of acting so um, so yeah I was there I guess two years on and off at that acting school and then um, and then I would usually go back to Australia in the summers and work and then come back so there was a lot of back and forth as well yeah so then I was basically for four years more or less in Berlin most of the time and then went back to Sydney for a year and a half
0: that's right you kept leaving in the Berlin winters yeah and leaving me here alone and yeah. then you'd send me pictures from bloody, from Sydney warm Sydney
1: <laughs> um yeah but then there was like then there was the year yeah 2012 to 2014 I had that break yeah and I was just in Sydney and um came back 2014 and that's been three years I've been here full time
0: So now you're, you're, I I reckon you're a pretty thriving actor here. You've done some several great screen Mm. jobs. What's your favorite? What have you, what sort of things have you been working on?
1: Um, Okay. The most, I guess the most significant stuff has been the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. So when I came back three years ago, it was actually because I wasn't sure I was going to come back to Berlin and then my agent here had, kept me, and she said, look, come back, there's a job. It was a very small job for um, a German TV film. So I came back and shot it and thought, okay, we'll just maybe give it six months and see what yeah. happens. And then in that six months, I earned, um, earned a, quite a bit of money doing voiceover work. Cool. I also got a role in a German soap opera playing an Australian.
0: That's right, I remember.
1: Um, I had done a few other like little short film projects and... Uh, so the, I had the ball rolling. There was momentum. Yeah. So that kept me going. And then, um, yeah, then there was like a few other roles, TV things, new series. And then it's kind of all one led to the next mm. in a way. And, of course, there are ups and downs. Like there of were course. months where I was like, I have no money. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Um, yeah,
0: don't know where the next rent is going to come from. And yeah. I mean, you know, that's quite universal in the artistic space, I think.
1: But it did feel like there was a, enough momentum to... It wasn't an, it wasn't enough lack to think I need to give up. Yeah. But there were often times where I was like, okay, but well, what's next? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What have you been working on this
1: year? So this year I had another stint on that soap opera. Mm-hmm. Very, very short <laughs> short stint. Um, I also wrapped shooting a series called Bad Banks, which is coming out I guess end of this year, maybe next year.
0: That's a TV series. A TV
1: yeah. series, six like a series.
0: mini mini series. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, and then right now I'm shooting a, another film for ARD, which is a big TV network, called The Diplomat. Yep. Yeah. And so what are you playing? I play, I play <laughs> a, a, a U.S. Marine, a soldier who uh, tries to get political asylum in Germany. He's a whistleblower cool. and wants to uh, leak footage and information about the dirty secrets of the cia
0: cool yeah. sounds so cool and yeah. it's quite an action-packed episode isn't it yeah
1: yeah uh, so that's yeah. what
0: you're shooting currently in prague yeah
1: so i go back tomorrow to finish the last week of that and then that'll come out next year awesome. so that, i guess that's probably the most the biggest role i've had um yeah. and that's certainly a nice a nice um
0: warm fuzzy feeling to have <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah it's just nice to know that there was a trajectory Mm. All those years that you know that in the moments where I thought, ah, you know, does this even make sense being here? I mean, coming to Berlin to do acting um, doesn't really make sense to an Australian. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But somehow things have turned out the way they have. So yeah.
0: That. So what do you reckon? Do you think if you'd stayed in Australia, you would have um, created such a long CV?
1: Um I'm not sure like I know that I was frustrated in that period that I went back between having been in Berlin for a few years and then coming back with a body of work i'd done a I did a horror film um probably what are we now 2007 yeah like six seven years ago mm. and that screened at the German Film Festival in Australia yeah. so that was yeah that was really exciting because the Goethe Institute who runs that festival mm. had a publicist and they had a lot of press coverage and so I was approaching agents and and the industry there thinking hey, I've got something to show and mm. I've got I've got a body of work yeah, and still no doors really opened, and the doors that did open were back here in Germany. So okay. it, it,
0: that's so interesting.
1: Yeah, it just kind of was like a very, in a way, organic um, process to, yeah. for me coming back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, for me, if I mean, I I now see that there is far more multicultural. Um, emphasis put on mainstream media in australia which was not the case when i left yeah um you know coming from an indian background there were no roles for me whatsoever yeah but now you know i've got mates who are on play school yeah you know and um and playing lead roles in tv series or whatever so i I don't know like i reckon maybe i would have had more work there but it would have been playing the waiting game and mm-hmm. the persistent game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Whereas here um, versus here, you know, I've made my own film. So I don't, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm happy where I am and what I've achieved. And I,
1: I always remember them saying, uh, which is, I guess, true, you have to create your own work. Mm. And I guess applying that to the way we live in Sydney or Australia where things are expensive and people are working full-time. And yeah. unless you're in the in a circle of constantly working actors, you do need to be doing something else.
0: Yeah, to sustain yourself. But it's it's
1: often not possible. Like, how how are you going to do it? So um, there's probably something to that, that you create momentum by creating your own work. And where do you need to be to create your own work and do it well?
0: I mean, for me, it was, I came for different reasons. And my life is here. My family is here. But I'm also happy and grateful to be here Mm -hmm. because I find, first of all, I love the city. You know, really anything goes. Yeah, it's so varied. It's a village city, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like you can walk down the street and you'll meet people that you know, which doesn't generally happen in Sydney. Everything takes the magical forty-five minutes to yeah. get to. Um, we don't have a car, so like you're riding your bike. I don't know. I just find that life in Berlin is far more stress-free. Than Sydney, and mm-hmm. when I tell Germans that, they're like, "What? Like yeah. Australia's got such a great, you know, lifestyle, and it does, but it comes at a cost. If you're yeah. an artist, yeah, and I think even if you're not an artist, you know, I do feel yeah. that life here is is pretty easygoing. You can get stuff done. It's just the weather is crap. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, in winter, summers are great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you get used to the winters and you yeah. and you learn to sort of get on with it. And as the German saying goes, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing.
1: Yeah. And the winters are a good time to get productive too.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, um, I find it really hard to sit at home in the summer and watch binge watch an episode, or, you know, episodes yeah. of a series. Because yeah. it's, you know, you've got to make use of the sun. Exactly. Um, but what about things that you miss from home or things that you appreciate in Sydney that you wish you could integrate here in in your life
0: I think um, I'd like to integrate the sunshiny personality of Australia yeah like I do miss I do miss um, people being friendly on Mm -hmm, the street mm -hmm. Berlin for those of you who've never been here there's something called Berliner Schnauze which is just Berlin grumpiness basically Um, when I first came here I was quite taken aback by how gruff people could be yeah and then i found it quite amusing <laughs> and now i and i think you and i've talked about this it's quite it's quite an affectionate way that they that their gruffness is it's almost yeah. like they're just really upfront and a bit rough and and you know wear their hearts on their sleeve and and they're not so refined and actually that that doesn't bother me so mm, much, but mm. sometimes you're just like, can't you just smile?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you Life is s- not that bad. Customer service is sometimes, um, yeah, a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say the same on that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, uh, I mean, the weather obviously, but that's...
0: Well, the weather's that's, changing that's, everywhere. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't knows? say
1: I would, I would take, what I've achieved here back because I wanted better weather. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's never really been a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Customer service, obviously, friends and family. Yeah, um, absolutely. I do. I do love what I love here. Here is the feeling of connectedness to mm. the world. That you know you've got so many countries and cultures around you all the time. Exactly. Um, and in Australia, you can feel isolated. But I also like the feeling of when I'm going home that I am away from yes that connectedness too yeah that is
0: splendid isolation yeah yeah
1: um and just maybe the aussie laid back yeah mentality absolutely. yeah yeah
0: cool well i think that's enough about us what do you reckon <laughs> yeah
1: i'm excited to get into um meeting
0: more creative yeah so yeah. we've got
1: francis next week and we've got a few other people lined up
0: Actually, Francis, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll release that episode at the same time so you can, you yes. can listen to yeah. that at the same yeah. time or directly afterwards if you want. And, um, yeah, we hope you'll stay tuned and um, and get to know many, many creative Aussies that are living in Berlin.
1: Yeah, and if you want to um, contact us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram.
0: All the links are below. So
1: Yeah. Great. We look forward to chatting more. Bye. Bye.